What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds thunderstomp the Legion to the tune of 7-0. Next up is Louisville City. Let's go! I think that's a great question. Now we got to get into the nitty-gritty. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> Seven. 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 <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you were there, Josh, at, at the time that I said this, but I was talking with Steve and Justin, and I told them their overconfidence on the preview show had me a little bit nervous. And I said, if we get one, it's over. It's over. Like I'm fine. Like like because I had I had zero faith in Birmingham being able to score against us, and I knew if we got one, the game would open up and it would be over. And so, what was it? Twelve minutes in, Nico mm-hmm. scores, and I was like, "That's it. It's over." I had no idea that by halftime it would be five nothing. It was insane. <laughs> insane. <sighs> did any? Did any? Be honest. Did anybody see this coming? Yeah, I put ten bucks on it and uh, made shut up. up. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, of course not. How could you? Yeah, I mean, no one sees seven goals. Historic coming. night at Highmark. Oh man, uh, that it was just yeah, it was crazy. The whole the whole day, playoff game obviously you know is a special thing with the the atmosphere and and the Steel Army section was awesome and we had Tifo and we had a huge tailgate and. Mikey from Mikey and Bob stopped by, and it, he actually talked about it on the uh, morning show today about his experience in the Steel Army uh, tailgate, so that was hilarious. Um, it was just like, yeah, it's just so much that is just mind-blowing about this game. Uh, everything around it and the game itself, it, it was mm, it was chef's kiss. It was great. <laughs> it was funny. I was listening to I don't typically listen to the radio, but for whatever reason, I was running errands the other morning, and Mikey and Big Bob were talking about getting a group of people together to dress up in costumes to go to the Penguin game. And they're like, oh, it's going to be great. We're going to have our own section, and we're going to make signs, and we're just going to be like standing and screaming and yelling the whole time. It's it's like, it's going to be so much fun. I'm like, so you're you're like, you're going to be like a soccer supporter? Is that what you're saying? Like, it's just <laughs> So I'm glad he showed up and is like seeing what it's like and... Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, the whole day was great. Um, Kev, I think I, I told you, Josh, I don't know if I told you, but uh, so we brought the whole family in. We were there all day long. Um, my wife wanted to go to Piper's Pub because we haven't been there in a while. My kids had never been to Piper's Pub. So I'm not thinking. I'm like, ah, it's lunchtime on Saturday. Who's going to be at Piper's? Not thinking that, oh, yeah, Chelsea's <laughs> playing. So we roll up place is packed with chelsea fans which it's fine like and and the the people at pipers are amazing they are so nice and they were like it's probably gonna be like 20 25 minutes i was like no big deal so we're sitting there we're watching it pulisic is playing and uh <laughs> again keep in mind my kids never been in a soccer bar before they've never been in a bar let alone like a soccer pub <laughs> pulisic scores the place goes bananas my kids are like ducking for cover they have no idea what's going on <laughs> They're freaked out. They're covering their ears. I'm like, no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. By the time Pulisic gets his third goal, we're sitting at our table, and they're looking at me. I'm like, go ahead. And they start going, ah! just like to yell along <laughs> with everybody else. So that like started the day. And then we went to the to the tailgate. And uh, and obviously with Halloween right around the corner, Steel Army had a whole spread of candy 
nobody was really eating candy. Everybody was having other sorts of entertainment. <laughs> and so, of course, Maria tells the kids, like, hey, take some candy. Every time I look up, one of my kids is over there stuffing their pockets with dum-dums <laughs> and nerds. Like, like, they're, like they're making off with, like, a bank robbery. And uh, so then we get inside, and I was talking to some people. They're like, how are your kids still going? And I look over, and they're just, like, down in packs of nerds all night. <laughs> but uh, it was a blast. It was wet. It was cold, but it was it wasn't anything like last year's playoff game. Um, but I, it was amazing. The atmosphere was amazing. Um, How are the reactions with the the smoke and the and the cheering? Uh, you know, being live like that. So for the, the kids, at least the the game we went to earlier this season, I think we were like down in the front row when the smoke went off, and they were like, "I can't see." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what happens." <laughs> so they were like, "Can we sit somewhere so we're not like inhaling smoke?" and uh, and I think it was Justin who said, yeah, like, like come up to the Polanski perch and like hang out. So we, we went all the way up to the top and hung out with uh, Laura Allen and Justin and Steve and, uh, and watched the game from up there. So it wasn't an issue, but when gotcha. we scored, they were jumping up and down and going nuts. And yeah, it was a great time. I, my oldest just kept saying like, these are my people like that. That was his reaction. <laughs> it made, it made it worse when at the tailgate, you know, the steel army starts playing the Pokemon theme song and shoes comes out with a giant Pikachu on his shoulder. Uh, yeah, no, they, they had a blast. It was a good Ironically, time. that's exactly the same words. Mikey said on the morning show. <laughs> <laughs> These are my people. <laughs> yeah. He said, he's like, and then I get there and the theme song for Pokemon starts, everyone's singing it, going crazy, and then suddenly a guy walks out with a giant Pikachu on his shoulders. And that's what I knew. These are my people. <laughs> Just it's the little things, right? I mean ugh. But it was it was, uh, yeah. It was great. There was tons of people there. It was a record attendance. Um what was it? Fifty six hundred, twenty seven people, which Yep. I think the stadium technically holds 5,000, so we were 600 over capacity, which is great. I think it might be 5,300 or something like that, or 5,000. Like, I think it's a little bit over 5,000, but still, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. Standing room only. Kev, <sighs> we, were, we were talking a little bit off air before you, you were gone. It was me and Josh, but I, I do like the idea of once we're consistently at 75% capacity, it's time to start expanding a little bit. Playoff soccer is obviously different than like late May soccer, but... Uh, this is a case where it feels like if we had 25% more capacity, those seats probably would have been filled too. So, um, and, and I will say that it, it, it was a terrible weather game. Yeah. And even with that, the first half of that game, the grandstand, that was still like almost packed. Like yeah. it wasn't like people like bought tickets, saw the rain and said, nope, yep. and didn't come. They showed up and they stayed like second half. I'm not going to lie. It, it emptied out a lot because let's be honest when you're five goals ahead yeah. and, <laughs> and it's pouring down rain, some people are like, you know, I think, I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't too surprised to see the second half be a little bit more sparse, but yeah, that first half, at least uh, in the grandstand, they, they, uh, they stuck around for at least a half. So I'm um, power to them for that. Yeah. To talk about the game itself, you know, Brett had four goals uh dover had a goal mertz had a goal there was an own goal that came off of mertz cross i was thinking about this in terms of like takeaways it, it feels like there's often more takeaways in a you know one nothing win two nothing win than i think you can get from a seven nothing win other than like holy crap who saw this coming um was i guess is this more of a case of the hounds are just really really good 
or do you think that Birmingham just ran out of gas, or do you think it was the perfect storm of both of them? Kev, how, what were you seeing on on the screen? Cool. Can I can I propose a format uh, reformatting of this current show? Because and it goes off of this question: Can we just for the next fifteen minutes? Can we just talk about how incredible we are, and then we'll talk about like <laughs> how how next week you know next week is going to be vastly different. Um, Do you think it'll be vastly different though? I think it'll be vastly different. I mean, we're okay. jumping ahead. You're not following my proposed structure. <laughs> I'm not. But right. I'll 15 say, minutes. Come on. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, part of this was Birmingham. Birmingham played loads of games recently. They looked tired. I was shocked at the amount of time and space uh, Davo, Forbes, and Mertz were, were getting on the ball in the midfield, and you know, in a playoff game, all that. You know, even just from throw-ins, it was easy for us to throw the ball into a wide open per. You know, that's not going to happen against Louisville. Louisville's a very good team, a very experienced team, and they're not going to be as shell shocked and tired as Birmingham was. That being said, I mean, I think, what, we've been doing this podcast now for five years. Um, this is the absolute pinnacle of of this club while we've been doing this uh, podcast. Uh, everything was perfect about this game. I mean, the attendance was incredible. The fa- you know, the fans were incredible. We started, we didn't put a foot wrong. Birmingham didn't have, there wasn't a single stretch in that game where Birmingham were on top. You know, they get two shots on goal. Both of them were tame i can't remember morton having to do really anything other than come out and keep the ball cycling between greenspan and anawale um and yeah we came out fired up everyone was snapping in tackles no one had a bad game um and and this was and it was part of it was yes we were technically better every everyone was playing with confidence passes were coming off little flicks were coming off but i think more than that and the thing that i'm most proud to see was I think this was a proper kind of blue-collar Pittsburgh performance that we want to see out of our team. You know, we flat out, we wanted it more than Birmingham. We, we won the second balls more. We, we, we won the 50-50s. Uh, you know, we, yeah, we, we were picking up everything, and intercepting, intercepting balls left and right, and we just outworked them on top of just being a flat-out better team than them. Um, and, yeah, I think everything's starting to click. The shape was incredible. I, I mean... I'll, I'll I'll slow it down here, but no, I thought we were we were incredible just from from the first minute to the last, and uh, yeah, Louisville isn't going to be looking forward to coming here next week. Not only with the way we're playing, but that that atmosphere, watching it on screen, it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, it felt like sort of watching the game in real time. I'll echo the amount of space that we have. It felt like Ryan James sort of had all day on the ball, and and they just left him wide open on the right or left side. Um, same thing with Dover. Um, I thought it was interesting how if you go, I, I've, we've gone the entire season and I've never actually looked at this in the USL site, mostly because it takes forever to load, but you can see an average position chart where basically it shows you the starting position and then sort of morphs into the average position based on our average position. We were playing really tight right up the middle. And just, I think what that did was that drew Birmingham right into the middle and left James and Dover wide outside to do whatever they needed to do. But yeah, Kev. I mean, the the look on Nico's face after that first goal said it all. Like as soon as he scored it, just the the I don't know if it was the weight that was gone or whatever it was, but the elation in his face as he ran straight towards the Steel Army was just it was incredible. It was incredible. Um, and you know, talking to people in the stands, it's clear that the guys 
wanted to sort of make up for what happened last year. And so, you know, you have that weighing on things as well. But, uh, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it, it, was it, it, was, it was clear. You know, sometimes you get a very average performance against a team that played really poorly and you win. Or, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, you don't play that well, but you kind of scrape by. This was a case where we played really well and Birmingham played really poorly, and you get seven no wins out of those situations. That's what happens. It's not, you know, oh, they played okay, and we played just really well, and we come out with two no wins. I mean, that's what that's what, that's how seven no wins happen. I mean, you know, those those Birmingham players, and I mean, the Birmingham fans, I mean, to, to put it bluntly, I mean, this is an embarrassment for them. No, like, no, no player ever wants to lose seven nil. Um, they were they were on the end of an absolute just demolition, and so yeah, it, it was a combination of both. But yeah, I mean, take nothing away from from how we played. I mean, we we put out a message to the rest of the USL um, that you know <laughs> we're we're here uh, for this playoff season. We're not going anywhere. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's it was a case where we saw a Birmingham team. You know, the week before that, I thought looked like they they could you know tighten down the back at least. And yeah, they had a lot. We had a ton of crosses. Forty five crosses. Keeper, <laughs> yeah, the, and the keeper played on his head and all that kind of stuff. But it, that that was a whole different team that we played. Like seven of those players were different players, right? Yeah. Uh, I believe that's how many substitutions there were. So it's situation where i wasn't sure what to expect with this game i knew we were the better team i had no doubt about that but i i still just am flabbergasted like seven goals like i was kind of like near the end there i was thinking like could we see another leicester city situation you know that was just like the week before i was like nine zero could uh could we uh top that or get the same thing at least honestly and, uh, we could have I mean, yeah, there was nothing like I there was no doubt that, you know, this game was never, ever going to be in their favor. And then especially after that red card. But uh, I remember. So uh, the seventh goal, I was walking around a little bit because I was like, okay, I I need to like chill out a little bit because I'm in the steel army section. It's crazy. (laughs) And I'm just like, I've already popped like four smoke bombs. Like, you know, I was working the smoke on one side. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go walk around for a little bit. And so it was the second half. I walked over to the other side, and we were playing towards that side. <laughs> and then we scored again, uh, run a play of that one. And I look up, and I see Tuffy standing in the balcony area. And I, like, yell his name. Like, I just put up seven fingers. I'm like, seven? Really? <laughs> and he, he looked at me, and he puts up, like, nine fingers. He's like, that's just <laughs> like, all right, all right. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Tuffy, uh, another cool thing, uh, he actually came over to the Steel Army section like in the last 15 minutes of the game and like hung out with us and like was chanting with us and that kind of stuff, and that was really awesome. You don't really see the owner of the team hang out with the supporter section that often, so you know, shout out to him for that. That was yeah, spectacular. Awesome. Everyone great. was going crazy, so good times. Yeah. There was, there was a guy who I was – this doesn't match your Tuffy story, but there was a guy that I was in line with to get beer, and that was his first, that was his first Hounds game he'd ever been at. He was like, wow, this is really, he goes, do you ever think that any of those balls go into the river? And I, I wasn't going to be like, actually, that's the basis for our podcast name. Um, 
but I was like, oh yeah, all the time. And, and I said, you know, sometimes they go over and they just get stuck on the train tracks. And he's like, there's train tracks over there? Does a train ever go past during the game? I was like, yeah. He's like, this uh, is going to be amazing. <laughs> I think there was a perfectly timed train, if I remember it. I think it was also the seventh goal. Yeah. It was right when we got the seventh goal, the train goes by. And I was like, ah, that's perfect. Especially, you know, like everyone's watching the broadcast or at the stadium. Like that. that's kind of like the quintessential, like there's what you know Highmark Stadium has to offer and it's all its glory so that was awesome yeah but yeah Kev I mean I think you know back to your initial point of talking about how good we were I don't you, you couldn't script a better ending to this you couldn't script a better way for the game to play out I mean literally it just felt like every time we put our foot on the gas we were heading towards the goal and they were legit chances they weren't just like half chances what I think our conversion rate was something like 86% which is insane. Um, and it's just, you know, Nico's four goals uh, helped him tie Dom Dwyer for the most in a single playoff game. So now he's in sort of the record books for this one. After the win, 538 adjusted their predictions, and they now have the Hounds as the overwhelming favorite to win the East at 43%. They still have us at 22% to win it all, favoring Phoenix left the cup, but whatever. I, I'm still not convinced Phoenix makes it out of the West, which... Could mean a championship match in Pittsburgh, which would be insane. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot of people, I think, that are sort of pulling for that. So we'll see. One game at a time here. One game at a time. <laughs> yeah. I stayed up late watching the Phoenix game after this. And, uh, yeah, let me tell you, Phoenix did not look convincing. And that went to PKs. Yep. And even in PKs, they didn't look convincing. So uh, they're lucky to still be in the playoffs right now. And they have a much harder opponent next. So, uh, yeah, I kind of echoed the same thing that you're saying is I don't think Phoenix has it to come, go all the way. At least not if they're going to play like that again. Yeah. What are you, are, are you saying that you had a tough time sleeping after that game, Josh? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I don't know why. I just say I couldn't really come down from that high. Although, it, yeah, getting home, like the drive home, you realize how cold it was and how wet you are. <laughs> just like, all right, I need like yeah. pajamas on, cho- hot chocolate, uh, something like this is ridiculous. Yeah, we got to the car and I told the kids, I was like, I know this is counterintuitive, strip off anything that's wet. And they were like, what? And like, we got in and cranked the heat up. But I was like, if you're sitting here soaking, like you're not, you're not going to get warm. So yeah, um, it was chilly. I decided not to drive naked. So well, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, it wasn't naked. It was like raincoats, but like, yeah. This turns into like an outdoor hiking podcast. When hiking right. and what? <laughs> Better to Can we talk can we talk quickly too? I thought it was a pretty I don't know, you you tell me if you guys think this was a big call or not. But with Lily going with Mertz over Kerr in a in a game like this, you know, you know, home playoff game, big crowd, big atmosphere, big pressure. You know, he goes with you know, the rookie over you know, the club captain, let's be honest. Um, you know, who's been there, done it, veteran. Um, I thought that was a pretty big call. And I, I, you know, frankly, it was a call that paid off. I think the reasoning behind this is you're playing against a team that you know you can outskill, but you need to just out pressure, outrun. Like you needed the energy that Mertz supplies. Now, if this was against Louie, I think you go with Kerr because that's more precision. That's going to be more like, you know, it's going to be a little bit more tactical than a game against Birmingham, personally. I wouldn't change a thing. I would say. Yeah, I need. I mean, to like, say but, <laughs> like, I, I think honestly, I like if we could play this game tomorrow, I would. I like. I I want. I don't want anyone to stop and think about what just happened. I want them to go out like muscle memory and just keep playing. Um, I mean, on, on the Mertz point, I thought like 
Yeah, I mean, in those cases, it's not uncommon at all to become, you know, a shrinking violet, you know, in the face of everything. I mean, from the first minute, I thought for the first 10 minutes, Mertz was arguably the man of the match. Um, I thought he was incredible. Everything that he was doing, the way he was pressing, the way he was intercepting balls, the way he was defending, his, you know, his, his touch and control was great. His vision was great. He was creating plays, creating chances. Um, he felt, you know, he, he got a little more quiet as the, as the game went on, but, um, yeah, it was, he had a really strong performance at the start. Well, and I, I think it's telling that, you know, Lily called his number to take that PK towards the end too, where it's like, you know, you've risen to the occasion thus far. Let's put another, you know, feather in your cap for experience so that you have this going down the road. You know, you have all the pressure you're in front of sort of, you know, the owner's box, put one away and he did. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you, wait, uh, just, you know, uh, asking the question, so do you think we see Mertz starting uh, this weekend? I mean, I've already given my answer. Yeah, I would start exactly the same, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I would do the same as well. I think I think so much of any sport is psychological, and that's what my one, my one son, like, felt bad. He kept saying he felt bad for Birmingham, and I'm like, look, I get it. Like, yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Um, but I mean, you know, I was trying to explain to him like they're an expansion team. This is the first time in the playoffs. Like they're going to learn from this <laughs> the whole time in the back of my mind. I'm like, why am I doing this? But, um, <laughs> but so much of it is psychological. And the fact that the hounds have not lost at all at home all season. And then we go into this playoff game thinking like, okay, you know, we were in this situation last year and it didn't turn out great to then just hammer home seven, nothing to a league that still, for whatever reason, thinks that Lily is defense first and only wins one nothing games. Louisville's got to be coming into this game just wondering what the heck can we do to to even just score against this team, let alone beat them. A, a small point before we transition to the Louisville perspective. I mean, it, it's you know we've kind of already touched on it, but seven nil in front of five thousand plus fans, like that's right. important for the growth of the club, for the growth of soccer in the city. Um, to to make sure everyone in there gets entertainment like that, you know, it it would be hard pressed to find anyone who was there today or, or there that night and thinking, ah, eh, I don't really need to come back for Louisville. Like, I think yeah. everyone everyone's going to be itching to come back for that. I think it's really important. And the buzz, the buzz that it caused online, just like looking at Twitter and, and even just looking at the the hounds uh tweets and how many likes they're getting in the steel army tweets how many likes they're getting in instagram and all that kind of stuff like i'm seeing a lot more engagement i'm seeing a lot higher of numbers uh i tweet out something that just you know had a picture of smoke on the field and saying what a game you know this says it all and that alone got like 80 tweets or likes i'm like nothing that i would have tweeted out during the season would have gotten that if it's just you know a picture of the field so like that tells you that like people are taking notice and they're actually becoming hype about it not just the diehards that have always been there yeah. which is also what you want to see and, and the fact that you, you are hearing like uh them talk about on the radio and that kind of stuff that that does more than what anything the hounds could do advertising wise could ever do like you can put as many billboards as you want people can ignore those but if they hear people that they you know respect or like or find funny or whatever like talking about the hounds they're gonna care more so it is huge yeah and it's it's you know it's just the first step so um yeah it was a great game it was a great way to kick off the playoffs i think it put it put to bed a lot of the nervousness that those of us that were there last year may have had 
Um, and like we said all along, this is a different team, um, and they just keep turning the page, and that was evident, obviously, on Saturday. So, yeah, really exciting stuff. Um, guys, before we talk about some of the other playoff stuff, uh, wanted to quickly talk about, uh, Kev, you mentioned that we've been doing this for five years. We put it on Twitter and uh, wanted to mention it here. I think it was actually Polanski who mentioned oh, six months ago. He's like, hey, you guys are coming up on an anniversary. You should get an anniversary kit. So we're getting anniversary kits. Um, we worked with Icarus FC, which we've mentioned in previous shows, to come up with a fully custom jersey. Like there's no, there's literally nothing else like this out there. We, we did this from scratch with them. And uh, basically the way that it works is this. $40, which is like nothing in the jersey world. It gets you a jersey plus the personalized name and number on the back. And we're doing something a little bit different where – a lot of people will do jerseys with some other sponsor on the front where the sponsor pays for the bulk of the jersey. We're doing the opposite. We're doing a reverse sponsorship where rather than us going out and getting someone to sponsor the jersey for us, we're using the jerseys as an opportunity to help someone else out. So we partnered with Community Human Services, which is a local charity that does a weekly food pantry. Uh, they provide housing assistance for those in need, and they provide in-home services for people with disabilities, amongst other things. It is a fantastic organization. All the proceeds from the sales of these jerseys are going to be donated to CHS so that they can keep helping those in the community that need it the most. So if you go out and you buy one of these jerseys, which you absolutely should, don't think of it as like if you're paying $40 for a jersey. Think of it as you're donating $40 to this great cause and you're getting an awesome jersey in return. So head over to mongols.com for all the info. We've also been tweeting it out, putting it out on Facebook. Um, we're setting a deadline of November 1st, which is this Friday to get these in so that we have to basically do a bulk custom order. We hope to get them in before the holidays. Um, do not wait, go over and do it now. Like we said, it's 40 bucks. All proceeds go to a good charity. Um, Mongols.com, click on the image. You'll see the, the the Jersey there. It's it's just, we're really excited about it, obviously, but it's it's just a great opportunity to, to do some good. Oh, I mean, also what, Patreon supporters got it for free or something? Yeah, so so Patreon supporters got it for free, um, and uh, basically we just said, hey, you get it for free. If you'd like to donate however much money, we'd be happy to kick it over to CHS as well. And so we've had a number of Patreon followers go in and claim theirs, and also kick some money over to CHS, which we really appreciate, and I'm sure they really appreciate. So this is just the start of, uh, of working with CHS. Our, our goal is over the next year, you may be hearing some plugs for them at the end of the episode, completely free. We're not charging them for any of that, but they just do so much great stuff and they have great projects all over the city and they just, they could use some help. And so we're going to try to use the platform to help them out as much as we can. So again, mongols.com, you'll see an image of the Jersey. It's super sick. Um, and, uh, 40 bucks, you know, and you get your name and number on it. And it's, uh, yeah, we're really, really looking forward to it. So go check that out. I really wish we could have uh, shown people the deliberation that went into what this jersey looked like <laughs> and how long it took us and how many iterations uh, Icarus did for us because it was insane. Yeah. I think we had like five votes of four each of like whittling down and going back and changing ideas and like <laughs> this this didn't just you know wasn't a weekend project for us this was definitely a lot of thought god and i went into it and yeah yeah you know support local soccer and support local charities so that's that's pretty cool exactly and icarus is a is a pennsylvania company pennsylvania-based company um i i believe they did the tartan devils jerseys as well so Icarus, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're they're getting their name out there. They do a lot of really cool custom stuff. Um, so if you're interested, check them out as well. That's a free plug for them. Um, but enough about that, guys. Let's talk about the playoffs. 
so obviously hounds are moving on um we're on to what is this called now the eastern conference semifinals yeah yep. yeah yeah semis um <clears throat> we talked a little bit about well we'll get to louisville nashville played the battery um, and they beat the battery three to one. So Nashville moves on. Indy beat the Red Bulls one nothing to move on. And the highlights from both of those games were rather uninspiring. So Indy is going to travel to Nashville this weekend. Um, guys, any any predictions on what's going to happen in that one? Are you taking Indy or Nashville, Josh? What do you think? I think it has to be Nashville. Um, I I want it to be Indy, uh, but Indy uh, away sucks so it's gonna be nashville (laughs) kev yeah i think it will be nashville too and to be honest you know i'm not once again not counting chickens before they hatch louisville first all that kind of stuff i think i'd rather play nashville um indy for whatever reason i mean they're very stout defensively uh you know and i think they can drag teams down to their level and really kind of you know play out this kind of grinding game um I think Nashville, it's going to be tough, but yeah, I'll say Nashville just edges it. I'm going to say Nashville as well, and I think that it will make it so... We, we talked about the announcers at Nashville and how they kept saying Nashville deserved to be in first. Well, the first the first kicker was us ending up first in the East, and the second kicker will be when we beat them um, at Highmark uh, to really sort of hammer it home and... You know, you got to love the uh, teams moving up to MLS thinking that they're going to win it all, not winning it all, um, just like Cincy last year. So we'll, we'll sort of <laughs> bank on that. Um, so we think it's Nashville, but let us know who you think because uh, that game will be Saturday as well, and that will be played I think, in I think it's going to be really close. I think it could go yeah. to penalties. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. I, I just have no – no. I, respect's the wrong word. A faith <laughs> in Indy. In I have no a faith in Indy to be able to – to show up because uh, unfortunately they've proven time and time again that they cannot travel well at all. So, yeah. and Nashville and Indy were the two teams at the beginning of the season that I think a lot of people were looking at as potentially winning the East because obviously Nashville's going up to MLS. We expected them to pull some shenanigans like Cincy, where they use some funny money to bring in players that nobody else can bring in, um, and then Indy was just spending big money on any player they can get their hands on, and everyone was sort of assuming either they were going to be really good or they were going to be a bit of a dumpster fire just because the players couldn't gel. And honestly, we saw a mix of both of those things. There were times this season when Indy was just red hot, and there were times where it was like, what the heck is going on? Um, So, yeah, we'll see. That'll be a good one to watch um, after you watch what happens in this one, which is obviously Louisville Louisville coming to, to Highmark Stadium on Saturday night to get here. Louisville beat Tampa 2-1. to one. Again, Tampa, another team that we played earlier this season, and everyone was like, nobody's touching Tampa. Um, Tampa, they both fell off. You know, it's one of those things where I think we were all sort of discounting Louisville and not thinking they would make it into the top four. For a while, we didn't think we would make it into the top four. Um, but really, when you sort of look at what happened, I think it was less of Louisville being red hot, and it was more of just Tampa and New York completely falling apart. Um, if you look at Louisville's last five games, they went 3-1-1. One, and one. They beat St. Louis, Swope, and Memphis, who were all non-playoff teams. They lost to Nashville, and they tied Tampa. So they sort of did what you would expect them to do, and they still ended up in fourth place. So they, they did fine, but nothing otherworldly like we've seen of Louisville in the past. Um, Got to say this, you know, the, the game that they played against Tampa, it was 
just soaked, sopping wet. We've all seen Slugger Field, how it's just an absolute disaster when it's dry, let alone when it's wet. I mean, you could see that uh, that a lot of the players are sort of tiptoeing through that infield, just trying not to get broken. But the good news is, next season, Louisville gets their own stadium. So with any luck, we may have seen the last game played at Slugger Field, which I feel like deserves a moment of silence. And that was enough. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's just it was such a disaster but um yeah i mean i'll say this you said i don't know i i think you kind of painted an interesting picture with like well they didn't do anything worldly they did what they were supposed to do since august 3rd i'm going to quickly run through what their results were it was win 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 draw draw win win draw win loss win 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 <laughs> like they've They've won a lot of games since since August third. They've been on a bit of a hot streak at the end of their season, and I think yeah, I mean they're they're a they're they're a historic club. I, I don't want to pay too much homage to them, but I think you know going into the, I've said it again. I'll say it, you know, said it before. I'll say it again. I, Louisville to me is still our most direct rivals. They're they're someone who have who has historic kind of juggernaut status in the East, um, and it's it's vital that we start to you know start changing the public perspective that no, 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 we're the longstanding historic juggernaut knees, not them. And it starts this season. It starts with this next game. I think it's really important. Yeah. I'm not discounting the season that they had. I'm just saying that down the stretch, like if they would have done that and, you know, Tampa and New York hadn't completely fallen apart, then Louisville wouldn't be sitting in fourth place. Like they didn't sort of claw their way in. They sort of just got in because Tampa and New York, fell out which some people could argue sort of you know everything came out millhouse but you know yeah um (laughs) which the kids thoroughly enjoyed seeing the small tifo of millhouse at the game as well um they were like what's that about so i had to explain that to them Um, (laughs) do they even know the simpsons so they've never seen the simpsons but at the library they have simpsons comic books which have become like a favorite so now like they're constantly making reference to beer and i'm like guys you're like 12 (laughs) like let's not do that um yeah uh that's funny um yeah i i mean i'm excited to play louis i i feel like that's going to be a lot of fun they travel well Mm -hmm. so it's going to be packed with their supporters as well which is always more fun if you can have that you know banter going back and forth and as much as i you know want to beat louis i do respect their fans a lot more than other teams Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's it's one of the things where uh i enjoy when they come to visit it's not just because they bring us whiskey Uh, that helps but (laughs) it's not just because they bring us whiskey um but yeah this is in they're kind of becoming the our rival i mean it, it, it it's it's you know you always want this thing to happen organically and i feel like if we win that's going to do a lot to help us you know have stakes and actually have back and forth with them and and feel like it is a rivalry and not just you know yeah you play and who cares For, forget so. beth Steele. i mean like they're like no no one cares about <laughs> exactly beth no one cares. like i mean louisville is a proper you know on our level i mean now that's going to become an audio clip, and every Beth Steele fan is going <laughs> to listen to that. All two of them? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, nice. Evan nice. and one other random person in Bethlehem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm looking forward to this game. I. I do think they're going to be a tough 
a, a, a much more tough uh, opponent than what we saw with Birmingham. And that's to be expected. I mean, this is the playoffs. Every game is going to get tougher and tougher and tougher. Uh, that's the whole point. Yeah. Okay. So Louisville come to town. I, I think if I compare this game to even the last game, I feel like prior to last game, I was much more nervous just going into it. And even though I know that Louisville is worlds better than Birmingham, those nerves are gone. Like those nerves have been, re- been replaced with just, I don't want to say blind confidence. Cause it's not blind confidence. We've seen this team do amazing things. So I just, I, I feel comfortable. This, this almost feels scarily like the Bethlehem game last year where it was like, okay, the hounds have earned to be here. We're at home. We should win this game. We're going to win this game. Let's just get down to work and do it. Um, if the Hounds play the game that they played against Birmingham, do we see any reason why they don't pick up a full three points this weekend, Kev? No, I think if we play the way we did, we win. But genuine, I mean, I think it's like a 2-1 win. Like, I, like I, I think it's going to be an incredible game. I am very excited to watch this. I think it's going to be two teams. Louisville aren't going to shy. They're going to come out at the starting gun. They're going to be in our face. They're going to be doing all the dark arts. They're going to be trying to slow down the game. And, you know, fouls here, left and right, yelling at the ref, yelling at the fans. Um, you know, they're they're up for this without a doubt. Uh, and I think it's, it's going to be a really close game. But, no, I think if we play at the level we did against Birmingham, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll have too much for Louisville to handle, and we'll just kind of overpower them throughout the game. And, uh, yeah, I'd be pretty confident that we get that win. Yeah. Josh, do you have any nerves at all about this one? Uh, nerves, yes, but at the same time, I do feel like this is a game that it, we're the favorite. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 at home. The Hounds do remarkably well at home. It's against Louis, who's not you know the way they've been in years past. They're good, but they're not nearly as good as they have been in the past. Um, and it's a situation where. I, I kind of push back a little bit about what you said a second ago about how this reminds me a lot, uh, reminds you a lot of last season, mm-hmm. uh, because last season that was a game where I felt like a lot of people were. It was more like with uh, Birmingham, uh, where we were overly confident about this is a team that we can beat. No one's going to go into Louisville on the team and be like, "We got this." It's going to be a game where it's like we need to work at this. We need to respect them, but at the same time, we have to outplay them. So I, I do think this tank, this game will be taken a lot more seriously and a lot more respect, and it's going to be a lot tighter. We're not going to see a blowout here either side. I don't think goals are going to be flying left and right. It's going to be much more like a playoff game that you are used to where it's both teams are being defensive, uh, but at the same time trying to poke holes in that defense. So, yeah, it, it's going to be tight. I, I still think, though, we could, we could get zero. Um goals against us i feel like it could be like a two one two zero or a one zero game yeah that's fair kev you mentioned in in you know i couldn't tell if it was half serious or half joking or maybe both because i guess it could be the same thing um but you said no changes going into this game you know i think that there was some discussion when the lineup was released again having dabo sort of pushed forward further ahead of mertz and uh kenny do you do do you think you do the same thing against louisville yeah, no, absolutely. And I don't know. I would I disagree that Davo was tactically instructed to push 
forward more than Forbes or Mertz. I think it's I think generally it's their flat three in that system. And there's instructions when in these game situations, this is how you press, this is when you press, this is who you press. And I thought there was just enough situations where the way the shape of the game played out, Dabo just pressed in that way and he and he found himself more advanced. Um, no, I thought all three of them, let's put it this way. I think going into this game, um, uh, accepting that nothing you know weird happens in training, um, you would be very upset if you got dropped after after the back of that performance if you were Mertz Forbes or, or or Kenny you'd be like seriously like I can't play any better and you're gonna do that after we just won seven nil um yeah I don't I don't I don't see that happening but is there anything more Lily than changing your lineup after a seven nothing win. I was gonna say I could see that happening with Lily because Lily, you know, he's gonna be like, no, this is the tactics I'm using this game. It's not the same as tactics last game. Uh, sit the bench. <laughs> I mean, That's I could, the... I could, yeah, but also, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, we don't, we haven't won seven nil previously. You know what That's I mean? This, this is a this is a unique experience where we were absolutely flying. I mean, for, for me, without this was the best game that we've played all season. So to then, yeah, it's 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 a it's a difficult balance to strike. You know, if if Louisville come in and and Lily determines that we we need just a different tactical shape to have the best chance of winning, then fine. Maybe you can make arguments. Maybe he likes certain players in certain positions more. Um, I mean, let's put it this way: I'd be I'd be shocked if we play, if he played a back four. So there's five of your players already starting right there with Vonky, yeah. Ezio, Greenspan, Adewale, Dover, and James. Um, I'd be shocked if he didn't play Brett and DeSantos. So then you're you're down to three. I'd be shocked if he didn't play Kenny. And then you're kind of having a conversation around: okay, maybe Kerr, maybe Mertz, maybe Dabo. But that's it. And you know everyone else picks themselves, uh, and I think yeah after after the games I thought Dabo played really well, Mertz played really well. Um, yeah, I wouldn't change anything. Okay, let's do let's do official score predictions. You guys already sort of gave quasi score predictions, so we'll we'll make it official, we'll rubber stamp it this time. I will say, Hounds win this one three nothing. Yeah. Wow. Josh, what's, what's your official stamp here? Okay, so back in April, we beat them uh, 1-0. Well, 0-1 because we were away. Uh, we had a 0-0 draw, and now we're playing them. Uh, I feel like if we can beat them away 0-1, then 2-0 should be fine. Two zero Should be fine. <laughs> should be fine. We'll should be fine. take it. I'll be okay. With, I mean, it's not 7, but I won't I, send it back goods. to the kitchen. I'll just eat it. Exactly. It's fine. Kev, what's your final? I mean, I'll stick with 2-1, but I'll say I think it's... I mean, you say... yeah. You know, I'm going to say I think it's imperative that we don't let them score first. I mean, look, we can always bounce back. This team has showed time and time again, especially at the end of the season, that we have the mentality and the fight to keep pushing to the, to the last minute. So it wouldn't be the, the end of the world, but... You know, if if Louisville get their tails up and they score first, they quiet the crowd. You know, they start feeling it. I mean, that's a that's a recipe to be a bit dangerous. You know, they have experience in the playoffs. They know how to win. They know how to grind out games. Um, I think it's really important that we can get the first goal 
and you know start putting the pressure on them you know they they start feeling that pressure of the floodlights and the crowd yelling at them um and so if they score first we're in for we're in for an interesting night but i'll say 2-1 nah i'm i'm saying that if they score first we're gonna get twice as loud my guarantee <laughs> let me I ask hope, you this that's true let me ask you this would you rather be playing louisville or nashville okay uh i'd still rather play louisville okay <laughs> honestly i mean because i i think i think louisville are slightly worse than nashville still i mean i shouldn't even say slightly i mean they're they're not you know, the season has showed us that they're not as good as a team of Nashville as Nashville. Um, but I, I mean, it's not close. And I just, I don't know. I, th- I think, I think that the story of this game is just fascinating and it's really interesting. And I am, I am right up for, for, you know, a Hounds Louisville game in the playoffs at home at Highmark. I mean, that's, that's just, that just has all the makings of something special. Cause especially if like, if we have a classic, you know, let's say this is switch. Say we're playing Nashville in, in the Eastern Conference semis. And it's a great game. It's tight. You know, whatever. We get it a goal in the 90th minute. You know, it all goes off. Um, you know, they're gone next year. Like, yeah. there's there's something about that, like, nope, we, we're going to see Louisville again next year. And it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be exciting. You know, we're not going to forget anything that happens between this game. And neither are they. I, I just, it's an exciting Eastern Conference clash. Uh, so, yeah. Josh, would you prefer Louisville or Nashville? Um, if we we're playing Nashville, can Pickens be on vacation? <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, that's the only thing I don't like about playing Nashville is Pickens. I, I, if it wasn't for Pickens and how great of a keeper he is, I feel like Nashville would be like twenty times worse than what they actually are. Uh, I know it's a you know it's a group sport, blah blah blah, yada yada yada, but it really does feel like Pickens gets them out of so many binds. Yeah. Um, so if they did not have him they would not be nearly as good as they are. So, yeah, that's the only thing that I don't I don't want to see Pickens again. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. I think the narrative of Louisville makes me want to play Louisville more. I think on paper, I think that Nashville might be a, oh gosh, I don't want to say an easier draw, but I think that the, the storyline of Louisville is the champs. They've been the champs the past two seasons. They got to come through us and – if we beat them like that sort of not necessarily closes the chapter for them and, and opens the chapter about us, but there very much is a lot of symbolism in that. And so I think that um, for that reason, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best and no better way to do it. Like I'd, I'd almost be disappointed if Louisville would have lost to Tampa and like we wouldn't have got a shot at Louisville. So I think in that regards, I'm happy to see that we're playing Louisville and uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll save Nashville for another day. Um, but, uh, it's going to be a fun one for sure. For sure. Guys, I think that's it for this one. I think we could probably talk all night just about how great this team is and feelings and all of that. But, uh, I think we should give people some of their time back. So, um, I guess one last shout out about the, the jerseys, absolutely head over to mongols.com 40 bucks. Like we said, it goes to a great charity. Um, it'll be it'll be a great feel good for yourself to be walking around with chs on the front of your jersey and your name and number on the back for only 40 bucks so go make it happen mongols.com before friday um so get that done 
Otherwise, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Head over to mongols.com. Hear all the shows we put out, including the post-game full 90 and the preview show. Follow us on Twitter, at mongols. Email us at mongols.bgn.fm, at mongolspod on Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Go subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. Go get your tickets for Saturday. If you haven't already, you may not be able to because it's going to be another sellout for sure. And uh, let us know what you thought about this one. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.